Welcome to the Bigfoot Society Podcast. Join me, your host, Jeremiah Byron, as I uncover the stories behind the people who make the wonderfully weird and unexplained their life's work. We love chatting about cryptids and creatures that defy logic, but that won't stop us from having people show up that you might not expect. Check out our website, www.bigfootsocietypodcast.com. It's our base for all things social media, blogs, episodes, and everything else Bigfoot Society. Follow Bigfoot Society on Instagram to keep up to date with the community daily. If you'd like to support us and help us keep the lights on for the cost of less than a cup of coffee per month, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society, where for $5 a month, you'll get early access to the podcast before anyone else and exclusive access to our weekly Patreon-only Bigfoot Society After Dark podcast. It's where the week's guest stays on after everyone else leaves and shares their favorite creepier or cryptid story with me and you, the listener, as we're sitting around the campfire at our creepy cryptid summer camp. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society to also see all the shout out, Zoom hangout, merch discounts, and more that you'll have access to as an official Bigfoot Society card carrying member for only $5 a month. A little bit of This American Life and a little bit of In Search Of is what you're about to experience. So sit back, put your headphones on, put your phone in your pocket, and relax with your favorite beverage as I uncover the stories behind your favorite entertainers, researchers, and people you've never heard of in this episode of the Bigfoot Society Podcast. Time for a follow-up episode with Nash Hoover from the YouTube show Chasing Legends. They are done with their trip traveling around the U.S. searching for many different cryptids, and now we get to talk with Nash and find out exactly what happened in these different trips everywhere from Vermont to Massachusetts to Arizona to Louisiana. And boy, do we have some good stories. You're going to really enjoy this episode. So get comfortable as we talk to Nash Hoover from Chasing Legends. All right. Well, thanks for coming back to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Uh, first, our first interview episode of uh, season three, we have uh, Nash Hoover back with us from the Chasing Legends crew. So good to have you back, Nash. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me back. You, uh, I'm glad you contacted me to come back on because I totally would have spaced on it and I would have been kicking myself. So good stuff, good stuff. So you are just coming right off of... Uh, the uh, Louisiana trip. Is that correct? Yeah. I literally just uh, crawled out of the swamps a couple days ago. Oh and my goodness. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was a, it was quite a ride. That is awesome. Um, so it, it's been a while since we, we talked last. I want to say it's been a few months. Uh, but so I might have some new listeners since that time, but do you mind uh, sharing with uh, listeners again? Like what, uh, so first off, uh, who it is that, that you are and uh, what is uh, Chasing Legends? We'll sure. start there. So my name is Nash Hoover. I am a cryptid researcher, adventurer. You know, I'm the executive producer and creator of Chasing Legends, which is a series that I created as kind of a platform to further my own research in the, in the cryptid field and kind of take, take a, you know, a viewership along with me and kind of show, show what's, what it's really like to kind of get in, in the field and research these, these cases. Um, so, yeah, so I've, you know, I've got a, I've got a crew of seven people now 
uh, that helped, you know, produce the show. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's been, it's been a fun, fun fun journey. That is awesome. Yeah. So can you kind of give me a a rundown of who it is that you've got on the uh, Chasing (laughs) Legends crew right now? Sure. Well, we have uh, uh, Alex Petikov, uh, mm-hmm. Petikov Media, uh, uh, On the Trail of Champ, uh, Lions of the East, done a lot of stuff with uh, Small Town Monsters. Eli Watson from Cryptid Campfire, which is another uh, cryptid uh, podcast mm-hmm. yep. out there, another popular yep. one. Um, we have the, the OG, Mikhail Hoover, which is my cousin. She's been with cool. me since day one. Uh, Sammy Vernay is our director of photography. He's been with us uh, a number of years now. Um, Jack Kozitsa is our new uh, audio uh, tech. He's been, he did three of the four episodes this season. Um, and then he'll kind of, he'll stay with us into the future. And then okay. we have Brian Burninghouse, which is our, our second camera op. And those are the seven. That's awesome. That, man. So that's got to be quite the, uh, I mean, you see these old episodes of Destination Truth with Josh Gates, and it's like, there's always this scene where they're like traveling and getting the whole crew like through the airport and stuff. Did you guys have experiences like that? Like, you know, trying to get through the airport and dragging all your stuff or how was that kind of getting around? Yeah, each, each one's definitely been interesting. We, we did, we definitely play a lot of, uh, a, a lot of games like Tetris when we're trying to get into the rental cars. Cause we have, you know, seven people plus you know four to five cases of equipment plus our own personal luggage oh my and uh yeah we always you know we pretty much start filming as soon as we uh, land wherever okay. we're at and kind of you know follow us to the airport kind of what you know similar to what destination truth did um you know but it's obviously more to kind of just to show just the chaos of you know trying to coordinate seven people through an airport and yeah Totally. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a lot. Of, it's been it's been interesting. That is cool, man. That is cool. Um, so actually, so there's w- one question I want to ask real quick, so I don't forget it. So, uh, uh, the Patreon members have the, the ability to ask questions um, to the guests, and then I kind of ask act as the the middle person there. But so, um, my buddy Greg, who's uh, from Canada has a question for you and this kind of will will work it into something else too but are there actually let me get the actual question here okay do you have any sites on uh canadian locations for chasing legends in the future yes we do you do oh oh greg. yeah greg is so good yeah i got i'm I'm, cool. I'm half canadian i got family in ontario you, oh you I'm are end up oh my goodness oh, yeah. yeah greg is actually well do you know Jedi Imposter on Instagram? You should look not. up Jedi Imposter. Um, you, yeah, he's from a similar area. I don't want to dox Greg, but it, you'd have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, so. Um, I think I have one. It's a uh, it's a certain a certain lake in British Columbia. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, he is going to be a very happy camper because we have talked about. Uh, some Canadian lake monsters before. And yeah, he'll be happy to hear that. Very cool, man. Um, but let's not get uh, too far into the, f- the future, I guess. So, uh, so you had, f- you have four episodes, right? For this season of yep. chasing legends. That's correct. Uh, do you mind kind of going over maybe a brief 
uh, synopsis of what uh, viewers can expect to um, maybe the the theme of each episode or, or the focus on each one? Because yeah. each one's a different cryptid, um, right? Yes, each episode is follows different you know, follows our our search for a different cryptid in a different part of the country. And I say different, yeah. and I mean different. You know, we yeah. each you know with four episodes, four different completely environments. You know, snow, swamp. You know, mountain, desert. You know, to you know, lake. So we we started. I mean, the, the order we filmed it in is no way how we're actually going to release them. Um, we started back in March, uh, filming out in Massachusetts, looking for okay. puckwudgies nice, in Bridgewater nice. Triangle. That yeah, uh, got hit with a freak snowstorm. As mm-hmm. I'm sure you know what those are like out there. Yeah, they um, they come quick. Yeah, uh, the old nor'easters is what they think mm-hmm. what they call them. Yep. Yep. Um. So yeah, we literally it was it was pretty funny because it was like we woke up the day to shoot our interviews, and we had one interview in the morning, and we had one in the afternoon. And they, the interviews looked like they were filmed on completely different days because all the snow melted yeah. as the day went on. Oh, that's funny. So we had everything was covered in snow in the morning in our first interview, and it was all gone by the time we did our second interview. It was, wow. it was pretty funny. Um, that's awesome. But that one was a lot of fun. That was our. Uh, that was uh, the one that where we first involved Alex Fedekov into it. Okay. Um, so then we. Uh, it was a couple months in between the first and second shoot. Uh, second shoot, we headed to Arizona mm. and looked for the Mugion monster, which is you know their regional Bigfoot. Yes, that's um, very cool. That one was a lot of fun. It was the the temperature differences between Phoenix to Payson, Arizona, and then up on top of the Mugion room was insane. And we okay. were there middle of July, so it was like 90s in Phoenix, and it was like. 70s 80s and pacing and then we got up on top of the rim and it was like 50 degrees wow so yeah in in july in arizona um so i mean it was nice because it wasn't hot but none of us really went prepared for cold mm-hmm. i mean obviously you know we're all from the midwest yeah. but um yeah we definitely uh definitely had to uh, go out and buy some layers uh, but that one was a lot of fun. That was that one was cool. That you know the whole Mugion Rim region of Arizona is so cool. It's it's just so beautiful. It's it just it's so vast and and full of wilderness. And it, there's you know n- like no one around for for quite a while. Mm. Uh, it's perfect environment for something to live you know pretty well undetected. So then a about a month after that, uh, beginning of September, we headed out to Vermont and we did Lake Champlain and went looking for Champ. Wow. That one was really cool. It was pretty surreal to get out there after years of, you know, kind of reading and researching Champ to finally be on the shores of Lake Champlain and, and okay. realize how big it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's massive, right? It's, it's yeah. cool up there. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then, yeah, and then this last weekend, uh, and or, you know, the second to last weekend of October, we headed to Louisiana and went looking for the Rougarou, which is a, you know, Cajun werewolf dog man legend down there in the swamps. And that's crazy, man. Got out there as far as we could and encountered some gators. And, uh, yeah, it was a really great way to, uh, to end the season, uh, down in Louisiana. Got to cool. go out and hang out and spend the night on Bourbon Street and 
let everyone kind of just enjoy themselves. Oh, and really? Just have fun. Oh, yeah. It was. <laughs> that could be dangerous by itself. <laughs> oh yeah, we yeah. definitely a lot of uh, a lot of the, encountered a lot of the uh, the, the uh, notorious scammers down there. And oh really? We wow. documented the whole thing. We documented it all, so it'll probably it'll make it into the oh, show. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. That'll be that'll be cool. Um, so yeah, I'm just I just realized as you're talking, like it's kind of smart the way that you uh you pick the different cryptids to be in this season because it's kind of like there's something for everyone. If you're into you know, water cryptids, there's one for you there. If you're into the little little creepy dudes, there's one for you there. If you're into the Bigfoot, there's your Mogollon monster. Um, if you're into the uh, the Dogman stuff or the werewolves, like there's a Rougarou. Like, did you do that in mind, or like how? What was the uh, process that you went through in picking which cryptids would be uh, for this season? Yeah, so since since I knew we were only going to do about four, I wanted them to be complete. You know, I wanted each one to be different. You know, I didn't want to do mm. two two Bigfoot cases, which we easily could. You know, I didn't want to do oh, yeah. two Lake Monster cases, this and that. I wanted I wanted one of everything. You know, all across the board. You know, we were looking for completely different things, so that way each one it was a new challenge for myself and my team. You know, we like we it. couldn't you know we couldn't take anything that we really learned other than like production wise into the next one to approach, you know, the same case. Um, so yeah, it was, it, it was definitely, it was definitely uh, chosen on purpose. The, the choosing of completely different environments, that was completely a happy accident. Really? Um, okay. It was kind of one of those things we thought about after the fact, like, Hey, we're going into completely different, you know, regions of the country and different biomes and, you know, each one. So mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, it was just, it was just really cool. It was, you know, it was it really was a new challenge every time in that aspect of of the the weather and environment. Did you have things pretty well planned out, or was it a thing where you would go into an area and if there's a happenstance or a synchronicity where it's like, hey, we should get this on film? It just happens to be here. We didn't know that this was here, but let's go for it. Did you encounter any of that type stuff? There were so many happy accidents on this show. That's um, amazing. Um, and then there were more accidents on this show. Um, <laughs> a show like this is so impossible to really like nail. Like you can, mm-hmm. you can, you can plan it. You can plan and plan and plan beforehand and think you have, you know, think you're good to go. And then you get there and it's like, okay, well, we got to start from, you know, completely start over. Okay. You know, and that's just kind of the, that's just the difficulties of one, doing a show like this and two, doing you know full-on like field cryptid research yeah. is like until you actually get boots on the ground in the, in the locations you really have no idea what to expect like yeah. yeah you can read about it or you can watch other people you know other people's videos but until you're there and realize how large of a location or uh you know a vast of a location or how deep you know this certain lake is or what you know whatnot you really can't um mm. so really in that aspect it was it was difficult um I mean, we definitely made it work. Uh, obviously, with our interviews and stuff like that, those were a little bit, you know, different story. We always, you know, it's a lot easier to kind of uh, know what to expect from stuff like that. But in terms of everything else, I mean, but that's just the beauties of doing a a very raw running gun show. Is nice. You, know, you get to kind of document, you know, all the all the the hard times, and there were definitely yeah, a lot of hard that's times. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how did uh, how did 
How is Nash now different from uh, Nash before this whole process started? This this whole, I mean, look at the whole thing and like I've I've no well we've been acquaintances let's say for f- a few years because I've I've known you through the Van Meter right. Visitor Festival right, and um I can tell that the way that you are now like definitely I'd say there is a change. Um, do you feel like you're different than when you started this whole you know journey? <sighs> I'd say so. I mean, yeah. I've been I I've been working on this show for almost seven and a half years. Oh man! And wow. the plan has always to been the plan has always been to get to this point where mm. we've we've filmed consecutive episodes and are you know packaging them together to release as a season. Mm-hmm. So you know, I went into this year with okay, you know, this is going to be it. This is going to be the year. Let's do this, and you know. But at the same time, I always had in the back of my head, like, you know, this might not work. You know, mm. this is, you know, it's going to go the yeah. same route that how, you know, all these other ones have gone where, you know, we're going to shoot Pakwaji and it's going to go great, but then everything's going to fizzle out. Um, but it didn't, it didn't happen. It, it, the, and I, and I attribute a lot to that, to the, the people involved. Mm. Um bringing in, you know, Alex Petakov, Eli Watson, and, and really uh, yeah. assembling what I call like my dream team. Like this is the awesome. perfect crew. This is the crew that I've always wanted going throughout the show. And, and just watching everybody work and, you know, somehow and, and, you know, going to these locations and going through all the things that we went through and, and thinking in the back of my head, you know, how the hell did I convince six strangers to do this right yeah that's you know, true to to give me their time <laughs> yeah and you know and put their you know put their lives and and some of them and you know their money on the line to to, mm-hmm. to produce this show but then yeah. to watch everybody get get you know get so you know everyone got got along so well and you know you know great friendships were you know kind of created or solidified from this experience and um, just watching everybody work so hard and, 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 and actually enjoy it and get, you know, and see them get something out of it that yeah. I also, you know, that, and then now to be here, you know, wrapped four episodes right. in 2020 of all years. Yeah. You know, yeah. All that stuff you said and put a pandemic on top of it and to get it to work. Yeah, that's exactly. Crazy, man. That's off to um, you guys. Yeah, I I definitely have, have a flip a switch has definitely been flipped in me in terms mm. of uh, the tenacity and the dedication that I have towards this because now That's it's awesome. just like I want to I want to get these edited I want to get I want I want people to see what we did mm-hmm. and yep. I want to get back out there you know I, I and everybody does everyone you know as soon as we wrapped everyone's like okay when are we doing this again you know oh, it's like cool, well man. we gotta that's we gotta really get cool. the we gotta release these first and then we can get yeah. to that point <laughs> yeah um, exactly yeah i think it's just it's 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 that that feeling of something that you work so long and so hard for and it finally happens mm-hmm. and it's still like i'm still like i still haven't even like grasped the fact that i did this finally i finally did yeah. That's awesome. What I've been, you know, trying to do for so long, and people are excited to see it, and I'm excited to, to let people see it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. That is really cool. Who's uh, who's gonna be the main uh, person editing it? Is it you or me? 
Yeah, wow. Yep, it'll be me and my uh, director of photography, Sammy Vernay. We're the two okay. that kind of tackle it all. Uh, mostly wow. me, but he comes in when he can because he edit. I mean, he's an editor for he does it for a job. So oh, nice. He's okay, really good at it. So yeah. all the really nice looking editing is gonna be him, <laughs> and all of the everything else is me. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, so you think uh, a lot of hours of footage, or how much stuff you got to go through? A ton of stuff. <laughs> I think I was. I think I was. I was talking to somebody about that yesterday because I'm like. Like we have like our shoots are two to three days, mm-hmm. you know, so we have two to three days worth of footage and we're usually filming all day and we're usually filming on anywhere between four to six cameras. Oh, wow. So you times that by yeah. however long. So, yeah, we're looking at like, you know, at least a week's worth of footage that I have to Man. edit down to like 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, boy. That's incredible. Uh, and is there a, uh, it's been a few months, so I'm sorry, I can't remember the details, but because um, you had a uh, a fundraiser, uh, like a, yeah. uh, was it like a Kickstarter or GoFundMe for this, which was successful, of course, because we're, we're here. Yep. Um, yeah. And is so is there a certain date that you're trying to get everything, you know, uh, ready to go by or just, to, you know, as, as soon as you can type deal? Um. Publicly, it's winter 2021, so it'll be like after the first of the year. Um, nice. I'm t- I've been telling the crew I would like everything like done and done by the end of January at the latest, if not mm-hmm. earlier. Right. So, ideally, I would like it out sometime around Christmas first of the year. But you know, things sure. happen. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try my hardest. Like I yeah. have. The next few days off Definitely. of work, so I'm planning on pretty much hitting, you know, hitting the hitting the ground running and and editing away as much as this stuff as I can. Um, that's awesome. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking at is trying to get it out by the end of the year. Cool. Yeah, uh, I, and I bet there. Uh, I know I'm excited to see. I, I I've actually heard uh, tons of people that are excited to see it. It'll be a good time, especially. So I did I did some research about the Mogion Monster. Uh, for um, something to put together for uh, my Patreon. And it blew my mind how it's like, I never knew that that area that you guys were in, like it's not all desert in Arizona. Like there's a very thick and uh, hard to get to forested region, right? Like that's yeah. Once you get about an, once you get about an hour North of Phoenix, it's like you're in like a completely different world. That's crazy, dude. Man, I'm excited to see that one. That'd be good stuff. Um, so do you have a list then of, uh, you've already mentioned you're kind of, you know, thinking towards the future, maybe have a a list of stuff that you're already working towards or. Yeah, we've got, who knows, we've got a, we've got a list that we've kind of got some, some are, you know, confirmed that we're thinking and some we're kind of still on the fence about kind of depends on where we are allowed to go. uh, Oh yeah. With all the COVID stuff. true. Yeah. Did you run into any, did, uh, did you, I don't know. Did you run into any areas where you were like, oh, we're in quarantine now, or this could not be good. Or now we have to stay here for 14 days or, you know, hopefully not. When we were filming the champ episode, there were a lot of, uh, a tense moments just because, uh, Vermont was pretty locked down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
and we were nervous about you know if we were gonna yeah. get stopped and they find mm-hmm. out oh we're all from completely different parts of the country and um <laughs> i know that uh that one was probably the the most uh probably the biggest headache out of the four in really? terms of planning because of covid you know wow. we had all these you know we had interviews lined up or we had you know people that were going to allow us to you know because, you know, with Lake Champlain, there's a lot of islands and stuff. So we were going to do an investigation where we, you know, we got dropped in an island and we were going to investigate, okay. you know, from the middle of the lake. Well, you know, a lot of the people that own these islands, you know, they were like, yeah, OK, you can come in. But then they were like last minute, like, oh, no, sorry, I don't want you. You know, I, I can't no. let any I'm not going to open the island or anything. So it was a lot of that. Uh, lake Champlain was probably the the uh, or the champ episode was probably the the craziest one out of the four in terms of just like everything that could go wrong did really. Um, and we just kind of had to roll with it. I mean, all all of our interviews, all the interviews that we had set were great and everyone was, you know, everyone was, you know, very happy to talk with us given the situations. But, uh, in terms of like actually, uh, film locations and this and that, it it got uh, pretty hairy because there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of like champ related, uh, things that we wanted to, to show and talk about, but we couldn't go to, into the places because they were closed down. Oh, really? Um, oh man. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that pretty much just kind of like, you know, the champ one was a lot of fun. And I think we all kind of talked about like, you know, I think out of the four, that would probably be one that we would like revisit sometime in the future, you know, post COVID where we can actually do it the way that we tried to do it. And I was just able gonna to ask you that. Yeah. I was gonna ask what would be the the what would be the first one you would go back to? What would be the probably that one, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's just such a it's just such a good story. And it's just like you it's true, yeah. You would need to spend like two weeks on that lake to even like scratch the surface on what could be there. Mm. You know, it, it's just so va- it's it's just such a big lake and it's so deep, you know, it's it's any any possible you know, any possible, anything, anything is possible out there really with that one. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. And I mean, you've got, well, so it sounds like that's one of the main ones that you've been researching over the years. But I mean, on top of that, you've got, you know, Alex Petikoff. That's one of his uh, main things as well is like, he, he's totally into champ, you know? So yeah, he pretty much, to, yeah. Yeah, Alex pretty much ran point on that one in terms okay. of the setting up the interviews and stuff yeah. like that, just because he knew nice. everybody. That is so cool. Uh, was there anything that happened during filming that surprised you? Uh, maybe you. It sounded like there were kind of some weird stuff that happened, but. Oh, there was always else? all kind of everything. Everything surprised me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we had all kinds of uh, of fun little little mishaps and and stuff like that i think we uh the first episode we shot on the Pakwiji, we had this crazy uh motel six incident and Uh-oh. which pretty much like oh, man. pretty much drove us to okay we're not staying in hotels anymore for the show Ooh, really? um, so we rented airbnbs you know for the remaining three Ooh. um i think in arizona we got stuck in the mud and took everybody to get us out <laughs> Um, are these in the episode? Like, is that? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh Oh, yeah! So good. This is. Oh yeah! We filmed everything. Got filmed. 
the we got stuck in the mud in Arizona and everyone jumps out to push and then I look over and there's Sammy, our director of photography, like filming and not helping. But I'm glad he did because he no, you know, captured I'm the glad whole he thing. Did too. Smart kid. And then uh with Champ, yeah, there was a little I forget I mean there was a mishap with some boats and oh boy. Uh our investigation, which at the time at the time, up until Louisiana, was probably the sketchiest and scariest of the investigations that we've done. Um, you know, we're pretty much out in this, you know, massive lake in these little rickety kayaks looking for a lake monster because that's mm-hmm. what we end up having to resort to to get out. Um, mm. What happened? With, oh, and then there was a, the, the drone incident in Louisiana. <laughs> oh, you guys had drones going? Oh, yeah, we... Yeah, we have uh, like three drones throughout oh, wow. the team. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And then they, Alex uh, has one. Yeah. Alex has one. Sammy has one. Eli has one. Oh, uh, wow. Usually they're kind of like they put them up individually, but in, when we were in Louisiana, they decided they wanted to throw them all up at once and have a drone off. And uh, <laughs> there was, uh, yeah, Alex kind of flew a little too close to some cypress Uh-oh. trees and dropped oh, his drone in the in the swamps. And somehow it landed on the the one little patch of gland on the base of one of these trees. No way. So we were on a boat, and he were able to get somewhat. We were able to get close enough where we could kind of get a board out. And I jumped out into the swamp, you know, alligator-infested swamp, (laughs) on basically these fallen fallen trees that we I could stand on, and I you know I'm walking on these, and they're just starting to crumble, and the. the boat captain's like, here, here's this board. So he passes it out to me and I'm able to kind of oh, make a geez. bridge between that tree and another tree and get across and retrieve his drone oh, on like goodness. this one patch of land. So I was probably like one of the only people ever in history of that swamp to stand on that tiny patch of land in this alligator infested swamp. Wow. That, yeah, that could have been a different turnout. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. And that was all filmed. <laughs> oh, was it really cool? Yeah, I'm like trying to make nice. my way back and I look up and there's like four cameras in my face. Like <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um no, I loved uh uh Alex does a lot of uh drone stuff in his like up in New Hampshire and like that'll make for some good footage. I'm excited to see that definitely. That'd be yeah. good stuff. Um did you have uh Anything so you know your main focus, of course, is like going to look for cryptids, and I guess uh, the Rugaru one that could have gotten a little bit, uh, um, maybe a little bit. Uh, well, you know, you've got a, a werewolf potentially. Uh, did you have anything happen like um, out of the ordinary when you're out there, like um, you know, maybe like spooky or like, oh, that's weird. There's a light there, or, you know. Or did it stay pretty on the up and up? You know what I mean? Um, with the Rugur one, there were definitely lights that we saw, but they were connected to the heads of alligators in night oh. that were like 15 <laughs> feet away from us. Um, that's a story in itself. And oh, that man. was, yeah, that became the scariest situation on this show so far. <laughs> uh, Is that something you can tell at the end? Yeah, I'll talk about that at the end. All right, cool. Um, I saw a picture, Alex put up some pictures today and, um, I don't know if this is, I'm going to, I'm going to allude to what it is. So I don't like spoil something by accident. There is a, uh, picture of the group where, um, 
it's a, a figure and it has its mouth around. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sammy. Is, yeah, that's Sammy. Can you tell what that's about or is that something for the episode? If it is for the episode, it's fine. Um, no, it's fine. Uh, so the this boat, this guy that took us down the boat, uh, uh, Billy Gaston is his name. Nice. He has a like a stuffed, like a big like Ruguru statue that he oh, has man. that he like puts out on <laughs> Halloween and stuff like that. Wow. So he, you know, he brought on the boat with us so we could, you know, we and we set it out in the swamp so we could get, you know, just kind of some shots of it and kind of do some fun, and do some fun stuff with it. So that that was on the boat with us the whole time. So it's what he he uh, when he he wanted to get a group photo of all of us and he wanted us to be around this Ruguru statue. Oh, that's cool. And then Sammy decided to uh, have it attack him. <laughs> that's awesome. It looks very similar to the one. Like I don't know if you're. Um, if you've ever seen pictures of Joe Rogan's setup, but he's got like a statue that oh, looks yeah. like that in his <laughs> studios. Yeah. Um, so, oh, here's a question for you. So is it a thing? So you've got four cryptids. Do you, good thing I did that off camera Four. <laughs> yeah. That's for the YouTube watchers. <clears throat> um, do you, so do you believe that all four of these cryptids, um, I guess if you went to look for them, you're believing that these are 100% like they could exist. Or um, what is your viewpoint when it comes to cryptids? Do you go into it uh, believing that they already exist, or do you go in maybe with kind of a skeptical mindset in some cases as well? Yeah, so I go, I personally go into every case as an open minded skeptic. Okay. I pretty much toss aside any personal, uh, beliefs or desires when to that to that uh certain cryptid um mm -hmm. whether i personally think it, it could be could exist or not i go into everyone you know pretty much with the mindset of there's no way in hell that there's anything out here and okay. then that way i get to be that way i'm not you know let down at the end if you know it doesn't you know look like there is anything there okay you know everything can kind of go one way or the other um, and I think that mindset is just kind of how I've always done it. Um, so, I mean, obviously I think with a lot of, I think with the four of them, I think the one that I, I personally think after doing all four of these episodes, mm -hmm. um, I think champ and muggy on monster probably have the most, uh, most going for them in terms of, uh, the possibility of there being something there just given the environments that they live in i would agree um and just how yeah and just how you know how large and deep champlain is and how mm -hmm. uh how vast and uh uh sparsely populated the muggy on rim region is of arizona totally it's like perfect and and we, you know, all we discuss all of this in every episode. We kind of have like a, a little round table thing that we do at the end where we kind of, you know, oh, get every man. every crew member's kind of, you know, uh, yeah, dude. crew members kind of personal at, you know, this is literally like we come off the investigation, like, okay, well, how does everybody feel about this? And then everyone gives their, uh, mm -hmm. you know, their, their two cents and their kind of, you know, feelings about it. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's just cool to see, you know, it's, you know, and the reason we do that is one, I want everyone to, to know who the crew is. 
And mm-hmm. two, I want the crew to feel like they have a voice and they they get to, you know, share their feelings on whatever we've just spent, you know, several days looking for. That's really cool. And it's so it's not just like the the um it's the whole crew that's involved with that that scene. Yeah, that's, that's I mean really not unique, not all of them not all of them talk sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, it's everybody. We you know, awesome. we try to get everybody's input that will cool. give it. Uh how what are your plans on um how are you planning to make the films available? So all of them will be on YouTube. Okay. 100% for free. Wow. That's cool. Um, is there a plan? And this is just because personally I, I can't remember. Um, it, is there a plan to put them on DVD at all? I can't remember if that was like a thing for um, or a possibility. Or... There was a uh, one of the reward options on the Kickstarter that we did was for DVDs. Gotcha. So those people... Definitely will be getting DVDs and I will I might make some more that I will either sell or give out to uh, friends in the field that you know didn't donate. Um, in terms of I, I don't think I will do any sort of DVD sales after that. I might for mm-hmm. like events and keep it just strictly oh. for like public events, but I, I don't think I'll do anything in terms of like online sales. Dude, I want to see us a screening at like the van meter visitor festival. That would be really cool if you could, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll see if, you know, awesome. um, cause I think they, I think they kept the same lineup for next year for this year, obviously, since it didn't happen. Yeah. Cause you were supposed so to be I'll see if I speakers, can, right. Yeah. You're, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll see if I can work something out with them. Cause I know they, they like to do that and I let people show stuff. So, yep. um, yeah, I'll either be, uh, I'll try to either show, something from this season or if you know if it comes down to it and we have some stuff shot and edited i'll try and show you know show some stuff for for season two if we're at that point oh that'd be cool that'd be cool uh do you think that uh so looking ahead maybe at a season two is it a thing where like you know maybe take a breather uh take a maybe a quarter off or is it a thing where like if everyone's up for it you know go right back into i mean i would assume everyone has like um jobs going on and it's hard to juggle all those schedules but i can tell you that uh with all of us having our own uh you know we all you know we all do have day jobs that we have to revolve us around but with with even with those i can tell you without a doubt because everybody told me the everyone's good to go mm-hmm. when we're awesome. ready to go. Cool. And I already have two like in pre-production. Oh, wow. So that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So basically one of the reasons why I want to get season one out there is so that way, you know, as soon as we can is so that way one, we can obviously just get it out and as you know, into people's eyeballs as fast as we mm-hmm. can. Totally. But two, it's to kind of get everyone's opinions on it. You know, if people really like it, awesome. If they don't, why, you know, what didn't you like about it? Um, you know, we're, we're definitely going to open 
open it up to the viewers and say, Hey, you know, what did you like? What didn't you like? What do you want to see us do differently? Right. And, you know, we're going to take that feedback into season two. Um, Cause yeah, I want to get, like I said, I, I, you know, I would be on the next flight out tomorrow if, you know, we could do yeah. it and it, yeah. So we're, we're definitely looking at, we kind of have a, a time that we're looking at starting but all of that will kind of be determined on cool. obviously financing and everyone's availability. And if people want to see it and nice. So, yeah. When you, um, let's say you get everything edited, they're uploaded to YouTube uh, and someone, you know, starts one of the episodes and watches it. What are you wanting people to, to take away from these, these episodes when they watch them? What is, uh, what do you want? them to get that then when you research these things don't just focus on the story of the cryptid itself focus on the, the stories of the people talking about it that's awesome because every person that we interviewed has their own story along with it mm. and you know they talk about how it's affected their lives you know seeing or researching whatever it is and um the people, you know, a lot of these stories wouldn't be out there if it wasn't for the people that saw them and was like, you know what, I don't care what people think about, you know, people think I'm crazy or whatnot. I'm going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we, you know, they're, they're stories in themselves, each episode, you know, and that's kind of one of the reasons why, you know, every episode is its own thing is that everyone is its own story. And we, mm everyone kind of has its own feel and kind of style to it kind of depending on where and what we're talking about. Um, obviously there's, you know, that overall, you know, there's that underlining kind of, uh, format that we kind of stick to, but each Mm -hmm. one kind of has its own approach in terms of things. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of the biggest takeaway that is, is one, you know, hopefully they enjoyed the storytelling and hopefully we told the story in, a, in, in the right way. And two, hopefully people realize how dedicated we are to telling these stories mm-hmm. by putting ourselves in some of the situations that we ended up in. And, you know, we kept going and mm. didn't let it scare us away, deter us or, you know, uh, kind of, you know, just stop us. So, yeah, I think that's kind of the main one is that. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely agree with you. It's one of the things, you know, I'm up, I'm up to getting, so I'm up in the forties for episodes now. And like, that's one of the things that I've taken away from all this is like, you're not just like getting stories from people, but you're, you're preserving an aspect of culture for future generations in a way. Now, do we know if YouTube is going to be available in the future or if podcasts are going to be available? Well, they'll probably be available for, you know, a while at least. And like that is preserving these stories um, for future generations, whether it's about, you know, Bigfoot in Arizona or like if I get, um, you know, ghost story from Cliff Berrickman, which was amazing. Uh, But yeah, it's uh, the whole like preserving uh, folklore, which that in itself is an interesting discussion. But it's like uh, I was watching... um, the the round table you had uh was it last night on uh, alex's show and yep. um yeah he brought up 
something similar to that point where it's like, yeah, in um, when you're talking to these guys down in Louisiana, that he was saying it's the last generation of uh. Was it Creole speakers or like that? Yeah, the, that the, the, la the last generation yeah. of people that speak genuine Cajun French. Yeah, it's a, that's amazing. Like that, you're able to get these interviews and stories and things from these people. Like that alone makes this uh, that episode very, very unique and special. I would say that's cool. That yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, anything else that you would like to share with? Uh, uh, my listeners about uh, chasing legends that I I wasn't able to ask a question about or maybe forgot to ask a question about. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Awesome. I love it. Um, um, yeah. I mean, um, I'm pretty much an open book. So you know, if anyone wants to, you know, write me and ask me any questions, you know, feel free. I love interacting with people. Um, head over to the website chasinglegendscrew.com um from there you can get to all of our social links you can get to our youtube um we have some of the kind of more pilot-esque as i would call them episodes on our, okay. our, our on, on our website um the season one will probably end up there as well but um it'll be on youtube for sure uh, yeah and then i guess just uh we you know we're gonna start ramping up uh uh, promotions and stuff for the season. I got uh, Alex and Eli going to edit together some promos. I'm going to edit cool. some stuff. Um, I'm going to start releasing some kind of BTS photos and uh, some other cool stuff to kind of get people pumped and kind of show them kind of what we what we got coming. Very so cool. Yeah. Stay stay tuned for that. So we will all uh, put those in the show notes and definitely subscribe to uh, Chasing Legends uh, channel on YouTube. Hit the little bell so you get the notification when stuff gets up. You know, you always want to do that so you don't miss out. But um, thanks again uh, for being on the show tonight. Uh, thank you for reminding me because I'm pretty sure in the first one I was like, we need to chat in the future. And like, it totally would have spaced in my mind. I've got so much stuff going on right now. But thank you for, for reminding me. Um, yeah, I saw the, uh, I was like, hey, yep. I saw you and Alex's show and I was like, hey, I should get back on there. Yeah. And I looked and the your calendar was open. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let, I'm going to let Boom. Jeremiah be the first one to get these stories. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Nash is going to stay on for a few minutes for uh, Big Fist Society After Dark is, is what we call it. And he's going to share some extra stories. Uh, always a good time. If you want to hear the extra stuff, you can, uh, Go to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society and uh, support the podcast for $5 a month. Helps keep the lights on. Good stuff. So uh, thanks again for coming on, Nash. And uh, who knows yeah, what the future will me. bring. Maybe we'll have a part three in the future. So thanks again oh, for I'm listening, sure guys. Yeah. Have a good one. Well, thanks again to my friend Nash Hoover from Chasing Legends for coming on the uh, show. That was a really fun chat. And again, if you want to find out more information about uh, Nash and his show, you can just go over to ChasingLegendsCrew.com. That's kind of their home base. And you can get to all their social media from there. So thanks for spending your uh, time with us at Bigfoot Society. And again, we always uh, appreciate y'all uh, listening and hanging out with us. Have a great day great rest of your day. I also want to take a few minutes to uh, 
thank the supporting members of the Bigfoot Society Patreon. We have Surfetes, uh, Josh Suich from the Starfall Collective on Twitch. We have Greg Morrill from the Indiana Road Trio. We have Coco Van Boxtel from Strange Little Lands. We have Tate Hieronymus from the Bluff Creek Project Podcast. Uh, newly on iTunes and other podcast venues so check it out um, and if you're not a patreon member and you're just a listener thanks for taking your time out of your busy day and spending some time with us uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes leave a review on itunes uh, stitcher and uh, your preferred podcast platform and uh, if you have any stories you can give us an email at bigfootsociety at gmail.com and again check out the articles we have and more preferred book lists at bigfootsocietypodcast.com you can always go to instagram at bigfoot society and we have a tiktok now it gets pretty crazy there bigfoot bigfoot.society at bigfoot.society again keep on squatch a roo squat a diddly do all right